Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, today we are going to take a look at a common dish on our dining tables chicken. And I'm not just talking about regular chicken, but cell cultured chicken. Now, on that note, did you know that Singapore was the first country to approve the sale of cell based meat in 2020 with a product coming in from Good Meat? And in fact, the world's first commercial cultured meat production facility also started here in Singapore uh, back in 2021 when a local contract development and manufacturing organisation called uh, Esco Ester was given the approval to produce the novel food. Now, the company also a strategic partner for Eat Just and cultivated meat pioneer Mosa Meat. But have you ever wondered how a white label manufacturer for cell-based meat operates? Well, our guest for today, Xiang Liang Lin, founder and CEO of Esco Esther, is going to tell us all about it. Well, Xiang Liang, welcome to the show. Hello, hi, good evening. Uh, great to have you on. And Xiang Liang, to get us started, we've briefly talked about this in the introduction. Share with us a little bit more about Esco Esther, the items you produce and also the work that you do. Yeah, certainly. So Esco Esther is a global leader in frontier and emerging biology. Mm. We are working on these uh, nascent areas. Um, this is evidenced by our world's first to be certified in cultivated meat for commercial sales. Uh, this was done as a white label in that sense, uh, mm-hmm. and we work with the uh, various brand owners. Uh, um, we we so we are on top of actually producing uh, cultivated meat. We are also producing um, autogenous vaccines for domestic fish farms. Mm. This is uh, in, uh, supporting our Singapore food story thirty by twenty thirty. Yeah. Uh, so the work we do really is to support our local scientists in Singapore, um, our clinicians in the biotech or food tech ecosystems to create a sustainable and remarkable impact in both complementary proteins and uh, life-saving medicines and vaccines. Right, we'll talk about vaccines and the synergies with cell-based meat later on, but let's talk about your global Mm -hmm. footprint. You're in more than 42 locations over 20 countries. Tell us more about that. Yeah, you know, uh, we we almost don't stop. I think uh, the the main holidays we really take uh, are New Year's Eve, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So we're almost operating 24-7 because, you know, in uh, certain countries and Middle East are working on weekends as well, uh, because Friday is a holiday, right? Um, and Saturday, so their first, their Monday is Sunday actually. Mm. Uh, but you know, we we are uh, as a total group, um, we are one thousand six hundred full time employees. Uh, Singapore is our corporate and global headquarters. Uh, the founders of the entire group, they are my parents, they are both. Uh, uh, graduates at uh, Ooh, Singapore okay. University. Yeah. Uh, so they're both pharmacists by training. Um, then there's my older brother as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we're now present in eight factories around the world, in US, UK, Lithuania, China, Taiwan, Singapore, uh, Bintan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're operating in 42 locations, uh, directly in 25 countries across all the major continents. Um, right. And yeah, we have an extensive network of global sales channels for uh, only our own proprietary patented tools and services. Hmm. And Xiangyang, I want to find out more about your industry positioning strategy. Uh, ESCO mm-hmm. Esther is a vertically integrated contract research and development and manufacturing organization. Sounds like a mouthful here. What does it really mean in <laughs> layman terms? Who are the partners you are working with right now? Yeah, so we work with a variety of partners, but you know, basically it means that we are each our long in a way or one stop shop. I think the use of food or agricultural food analogy. We are our we are working with collaborators, and a lot of them have like the seeds in the way. 
Mm. Or these are the cells. Uh, these are all patented. Uh, a lot of them are patented. Um, and, you know, we are really um, cell farmers. So we design the soil, the fertilizer, the right greenhouse conditions for uh, the crops or tysium or these vegetables to grow. Mm. Um, then we formulate it with our own proprietary blend into a white labeled final food product. Mm. Um, our business model, really, we are B2B or B2B2C. So yeah. we always work with our downstream, uh, the brand owners themselves and collaborators, uh, right, uh, in that sense. So basically, you know, using a food analogy in that sense, we are, uh, um, yeah, we are really cell farmers, uh, right, and uh, mm-hmm. from a cell farm to table uh, in that sense. Right, and yeah. Xiangyang, I'm pretty excited about this as well. How common is it for cell-based meat companies to outsource their manufacturing to companies like yours? Because I would assume that... Uh, outsourcing will be driven by a lot of regulatory reasons because some brands may not have license to manufacture, let's say, in Singapore, right? How's the situation like here? Right. Yes, yeah, so um, I think to answer this, uh, uh, we can divide it into two. Uh, a lot of our collaborators are either they come to us are the startups in this space yeah. um, or they could be the food conglomerates that want the white-labeled products, right, in a way. Um, so, you know, we, we have done chicken uh, with Mosa. We are doing... Um, Beef with meatables are doing pork. Uh, with meatables downstream partners, actually, uh, uh, Singapore's first plant-based butcher called uh, Love Handle. Mm. Um, and we, we also are doing seafood proteins, right? So I think um, these are the startups that, that come to us. Um, they also are the food conglomerates or, you know, the businesses that surely just want something quite labeled but sold under their own brand, right, in a way. So this could be a, a ready-to-eat or ready-to-cook. Uh, it could be um, anyone, like even a Seven Eleven, in that sense, right? Mm. So, so, uh, so these are two buckets first, right? So, for majority of startups, it is extremely common because we are actually um, asset heavy and knowledge intensive, right? Mm. So, the scale we add is actually to enable our startup collaborators to meet their investment milestones um, to obtain their first-in-class approval. So, we are in a JTC launchpad, and we are yeah. the launchpad for them to plant their flag to be first in the field uh, to be certified for that specific type of uh, protein or species. Uh, and then after which they can obtain further funding, right? Because it mm. is very capex intensive to build your own facility right in the beginning, right? Yes. So many of our collaborators like Eat Does Good Meat, uh, for instance, have then gone on to then raise further funding and then they are building their own site uh, uh, in Broke Food City Hub, uh, right, in that sense. Mm. So it's quite common for them to, to come to us in order to um, uh, to to like yeah to to unlock investment milestone. Um, then on the other side, we are part of Singapore's green print with yeah. a lot of the food downstream partners to meet our thirty by twenty thirty right. Mm. So this is where we white label and produce to them, um, and we can scale up to them in that sense. Uh, mm. And you know, for for a lot of them in that sense, you know, I mean, for a lot of consumers, right, like like all of us, basically, we just want food that tastes good, right? In a yeah. way. We actually don't really mind, you know, where. How how mm. how it's really who's really making it or even the science behind it, right? In that yeah, sense. right. Uh, a lot of a lot of food we eat actually is designed and, and came from a lab in a way, right? So mm. you know we 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 are we are then um, uh, collaborating with uh, uh, our it could it could even be a central kitchen, it could be a food uh, um, a high end food restaurant in a way. Um, you know, uh, each ice cream was first launched eighteen eighty, for instance, uh, or it could yeah. even be a QSR, right? And like and a McDonald's in a way. I'm fairly excited about this as well. Um, 
Yep. We talked about white labeling and helping startups mm-hmm. as they come on board and get into, get more funding going forward. But how would that change as brands start to produce on their own, get more funding? How would that affect Esco Esther as a business looking ahead? Right. So I think, you know, the, one of a good analogy is uh, that I can use, right, is in the quick service restaurant space. So yeah. if you look at McDonald's, actually, uh, maybe not many Singaporeans may know this, but all of McDonald's is made by um, Tyson uh, Keystone Factory in Malaysia, right? Mm. So, um, as although there are a lot of uh, more players and the ecosystem and everyone's becoming more vibrant, but actually even in, uh, you know, traditional food, uh, you know, for like our chicken McNuggets and even our curry sauce, right, in a way, all of this actually is white uh, 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 label or outsourced, right, uh, uh, for, for all of us as consumers, right, in that sense. So um, I think although there are, there are more and more um, startups and the space is becoming more vibrant, but there is always a need for um, a white labeling, right, in that sense. Mm. Uh, I don't think that will go away, right? And there will be more and more, um, and our government uh, with SFA and all other stakeholders, of course, are investing heavily in this space. So mm. there will be more spin-outs that we see down the road uh, from all our IHLs, uh, from whether it's NUS, MTU, ASTAR, yeah. or Polytechniques that will need our services to collaborate, right? Mm. Mm. And Xiangliang, I understand you also make uh, COVID-19 products, you make cosmetics, you make vaccines. Sounds very interesting here. What are the synergies in making vaccines and cell-based meat and food products? Yeah, so uh, actually, we the, the, to give it our energy, we are kind of like a central kitchen, right? Yeah. But the food and the kitchen is the same. So we are, we are paid for as a fee for service to make the type of food. Uh, you know, whether it's a chicken rice or it could be a vojak the next day. But actually, the kitchen and the, the infrastructure and the wood of it is uh, very similar. So the wood for all of this is that we are culturing animal cells and mm. we are specialists in them. Uh, in fact, many of the new cultivated bean startups, uh, parent companies are actually that we are seeing are similarly from the vaccine industry. Ooh, um, okay. So a lot of the similarities and commonalities are that these are high-volume, lower-margin business. So you need a very different mentality. Uh, we are constantly actually trying to uh, reduce the cost of goods and we certainly have a roadmap leading to 2030 to achieve cost parity. Mm. Um, in the vaccine industry, we, are, we have the lowest cost of goods production. Uh, we have uh, eight commercial vaccines in both human and animal health um, manufactured using our patented high motion platform bioreactors. Mm. Uh, our cost of goods for human vaccines is less than $3 with health price at $10. And for animal health, it's uh, far less than 10 cents, right, as a cost yeah. of goods. So, so you know, we, hmm. we, a lot of these have these roots in terms of animal cells, actually. Um, and, you know, we are these uh, um, are very interesting uh, businesses. Uh, yeah. hmm. And Xiangliang, one very quick question before we let you go. Mm-hmm. What are some plans for ESCO Esther in the next three to five years? Any teasers as to what we can expect here in Singapore? Yes, certainly. So, you know, we, uh, I would answer this, it's not just for the next three to five years. We are here to... Um, help Singapore for Singapore Food Story to meet our 30 by 2030. We are continuously expanding and fundraising. We are working with the government stakeholders uh, across uh, from EDB, JDC, SFA, Enterprise Singapore, our research institutes, downstream food companies, uh, even our religious bodies such as MUIS, mm. uh, and as well as the investment community to build a vibrant ecosystem. Uh, so we are scaling up as well and looking for investors. Um, uh, we are also working on a Citroën plan because, you know, Singapore is... Um, uh, yeah, a small you know city in that uh, uh, state city in that sense. So we we kind of need to scale up beyond uh, Singapore. Um, mm. And we we are really first in the world to be 
certified for cultural meat and now working to be the first in the world uh, right. uh, certified and manufactured locally mm. for halal cultivated meat, right? Yeah. So I think these are the exciting areas and what we are looking into. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Very exciting. Thanks very much, Xiang Liang. That was Xiang Liang Lin, founder and CEO of Esco Esther. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.